0: could hear the offbeat's pound as they raced across the ground, and the clatter of the wheels as they spun round and round, and he galloped into Market Street, his badge upon his chest, his name was Ernie, and he drove the fastest milk cart in the west. Now Ernie loved a widow, a lady known as Sue, she lived all alone in Lily Lane at number twenty-two, they said she was too good for him, she was ordained, proud and chic, But Ernie got his cocoa there three times every week. They called him Ernie! Ernie! And he drove the fastest milk cart in the west. She said she'd like to bathe in milk. He said, all right, sweetheart. And when he would finished work one night, he loaded up the cart. He said "You wanted pasteurized, cause pasteurized is best. She says, Ernie, I'll be happy if it comes up to me chest. (laughs) That tickled old Ernie. And he drove the fastest milk cart in the West. Oh. Now Ernie had a rival, an evil-looking man, called 2 from Tittington and he drove the baker's van. He tempted her with his treacle tarts and his tasty oatmeal bread, and when she seen the size of his odd meat pies, it very near turned her head. She nearly swooned at his macaroon...
1: He... Good evening. It is time once again for the evening tickler here with Steve and Julian and the ever effervescent Laura Silverman, who can only be introduced with two words, Laura Silverman. So as we always say, it's time right now to stop with your secrets and silliness and begin dining and discussing. Julian, you are now fully Pickled with 122 herbs, reproduced with it's great like reproduction it. for 500 years out of the Alps. <sighs> Chartreuse is on his lips. The table is set. The WIOX staff is standing by, ready to serve us everything that accompanies Chartreuse. Laura, what what, what is a good accompaniment to Chartreuse for our dinner tonight?
2: Hmm... Uh, something French <laughs> I don't know
1: mm.
3: Mm. What do we have mm. That's French Do Set we have that. anything That's French
2: Truite yes. à la mandine. I don't know
1: What does that mean
3: Some,
2: some
1: trout Oh trout This is um, <laughs> This is radio <laughs> So you have to Paint us a word picture Of the almond We don't have bean. any food Is it yeah. crusted With little sliced almonds huh? Lovely Well this is a lovely day And everybody's got I can't hear Why are you almonds. so quiet I'm not quiet you can hear, I can hear me Yeah uh, the, you know, dinners are, are difficult because... Do you know how to do that? Yeah. You, can you all hear?
2: I was here before.
1: <laughs> I've been here before too, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know how to do it. Dinners are sometimes difficult because you sit down with strangers and you start to <clears throat> try to probe until you find a topic or an idea that lights everybody up. And here we are at the beginning of our dinner looking for that very topic. And, you know, I'll begin with this. Um, I drove over the mountains. The leaves had fallen onto the asphalt. And I felt like I was driving over a huge uh, after party of crushed potato chips without the salt. It, it depressed me horribly. Huh. It, it just reminded me of all of those horrible parties where the only thing they served were bowls of, of junk. and. I know that I was supposed to be having an aesthetic and spiritual moment going through the mountains and so on in a fading light of summer. Mm. But it just it reminded me of all of the things in my life that just failed. Oh, really? That you had that whole did, experience coming was, over the mountain? It could be the 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 light of this time of just the year. Just because it's depressing o- me. Just because it's autumn? Just because oh, the leaves are falling off the trees? Th- they, That's they, a very
2: common um, thing to happen during the autumn is it's it, a very bittersweet time a lot of people focus on the fact that things are dying but yeah. I think it's kind of actually an exciting time because winter is coming and it's an opportunity for quiet introspection which could be a really good thing
1: some people just All of that run sounds screaming. like a giant bummer
2: even if screaming,
1: you're. Screaming, quiet, y- reflective. So ah.
2: You're a bunch of old hags. If you're afraid of death, then all of life becomes a bummer.
3: <laughs> oh, of course we're afraid of death. Death is. That's the only is, reasonable response to death coming. The only reasonable
1: response it. to death in autumn, if that's the metaphor, is to fight it and turn the light back on and dance, party and like get the how's, potato how's, chips dance, back out. How's that working for you? Dance really hard.
2: How's that working out, guys? Uh,
1: good. Pretty good. Good. Why? Um, do we seem depressed to right. you? Uh,
3: uh,
2: there was something about the crazy. crunching of potato <laughs> chips and the drop. It's just him talking <laughs> to lead in. Oh.
3: But look, look, he's a big smiley. <laughs> look at him. Uh-huh. He's like Santa, <laughs> Santa Claus with a um, smaller beard. Right. You
1: know, there, there's always the threat of depression. Everywhere we turn, there's always an opportunity for death to be on our shoulder. to turn around and to recognize that. But it's our job constantly to fight that. I mean, Carlos Casanada, in his books, The Teachings of Don Juan, talked about that as the ultimate battle that we have. Well, to f- I'm assuming well, it's the Carlos thir-
2: Castaneda, but yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay. Castanada. Ooh. I'm from Iowa I don't know where you're from but that's the way the Yeah, where are, are you are. from?
2: I'm from California
1: Ah, so uh, of course you've got all of the pronunciations yeah, yeah. right
2: My mother's yeah. from New Mexico I grew up speaking Spanish so. But wait, I just did I you read help Carlos, Carlos
1: Castaneda in Spanish? <laughs> just, keep, just keep saying it, Steve Just say it over and over and over again um, <laughs> But you live around
3: here?
2: Yes, I do
3: Full time, all the time?
2: Yep, I live in Eldred, New York Where's that? It's in Sullivan County.
3: It's over by, uh, but that whole scene that's happening over in, like, Ellenville and everything, yeah? Yeah. I
2: don't know from Ellenville. As you say. do. No, what? What? I live near Berryville. No,
3: and- Narrowsburg. Narrowsburg, Narrowsburg. Yeah. Narrowsburg. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole Narrowsburg scene that's going on, isn't
2: there? Oh, fuck Narrowsburg.
3: Oh, you're oh, not allowed to say that word. You're not allowed to say oh, that word. Oh,
2: excuse me. Yeah.
3: Um, Do you want to tell? However, that <laughs> however, you did say it. Fizzle. Um,
1: you know the. Th- the th- Everybody thing. says it every week. Um, Laura had to get. Everybody's so foul mouthed, and, and she and she had to get her visa stamped to get over here to combine <laughs> tonight. Okay. That's how we
2: talk over in th- Sully. I know. So yeah. Flippant. She comes from
1: what off. a bunch. Um, but Laura spends most of her time out in the woods. If if you have the pleasure as I have of following Laura, and I have for years, are you
3: foraging?
2: He saw my T-shirt.
3: Mm. Oh, wait, Very are you foraging? Nice. Is that what you're doing? Are you foraging? You're foraging. I mean, why people. are you frowning about uh, me? Because I don't t- really like this foraging?
2: overuse of the word foraging. It promotes this idea that people can just run out to Mother Nature and have. It'd be like a retail boutique. All right.
3: So what are you doing? I'm a
2: naturalist.
3: But you are going and doing that thing that I would think is foraging.
2: I go into the wild and observe what is there. Do you pick it? Sometimes. Right,
3: right, right. Do you know Evan?
2: I know of Evan.
3: Oh, right. Evan
2: the forager. Evan
3: the forager. Yes. Yeah. He was on the show a few weeks ago. We had Evan here. And he's a friend of mine.
2: I missed that show. Let's not redo that same ground. We're
3: there. not going to go over that oh, at all. Oh, oh wow! But no, I've got this. to tell you. I go. No, 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 no. I've got to tell you this at first. He tell turned. Me this. He turned up at my house last week, week before, with, um, <clears throat> uh, with, ma- matsu- matsutake mushrooms. The king of mushrooms.
1: Mm.
2: You're,
3: you're looking like he shouldn't have picked them or something. Did no. he make a mistake? Where did he get those? Right? Uh, in Maine.
2: Oh. Okay.
3: Three hundred pounds.
2: He came to your house with three hundred pounds well, of mushrooms. He was
3: on his way to deliver them. I to would the city. Think so for we a ate, penny. But you know what? We ate one mushroom. Like uh, it, it was a pound-sized mushroom, but he sliced it up or whatever. It's kind of amazing. That's all we ate. We just cooked it very lightly. We didn't do anything else with it, and that was it. He had not only—I should pro- probably shouldn't be promoting him or whatever—but um, those and that same amount of poundage of hen of the woods.
2: Yeah. I've never seen Matsujaki where we are. I don't think it's in this area at all. In fact, I've heard it's not on the East Coast at all, but somebody told me their dad had found some in Cape Cod.
3: Oh, they're definitely in Maine. I thought, they're all... But he was talking about they're all at the bottom of certain types of hemlock trees, but you've got to be able to see the color of the trees. Not necessary, and not,
2: not where I live anyway. And
3: underground, mm-hmm. it's like a bump or something. You've got to like clear it away. Yep.
1: What do yeah. they taste? Uh, distinctive?
2: Yeah, you the know, king it, of mushrooms. No, it's Dash really tasty. It, it,
1: like it, it was. Uh, it's hard to describe what it was. Speech. It, it was. You? It was mushroomy.
2: The Japanese really swear by them uh-huh. as being like a life force. What does
1: that sound like? Japanese swearing by a mushroom.
2: I would make... um, Uh, Mushroom? I would (laughs) imitate it for you, but that would be politically... Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. Can we all do that for an hour?
1: You can (laughs) can do anything Can we just do that? Yeah. Can we just do, like, bad imitations of people from other countries? Nobody listens. No, it's fine. This is um, your chance to be any of those things. So, Laura... Being a naturalist, what do you think of Evan the forager coming up here to catch trout without a fishing rod? And his, uh, his sidekick, Julian, the next day after a radio show calls me up and, Steve, could uh, Evan borrow your Winston rod?
3: No, he didn't know it was a Winston rod. He just thought it was a rod.
1: Yeah.
3: you was planning
2: th- to catch them with his hands.
3: Well, no, I don't know he's how, going how, to find a rod from somewhere. But the fact that you're a fetishist and you
1: have to own rods that have names am, and whatever else. I am else. such a fetishist when it comes to my fly stuff. Uh, uh, you know, give me it you are a – if
2: any so, of you were
3: you to go to No, of course I didn't. No, no, because, you, because you don't lend your
1: fetishes out, do you? You just lend out your fishing rods. Laura, you've got not fetishes. not I'm sure if we walked into your house, we'd see collections that would underpin some passionate collections. Of course. Like this, yeah. No we one's looking
2: that. to borrow them, though. You, you, if but you they would, were, I would probably say no.
1: Of course. Huh. There are certain things that you just don't want See, other I people See, I don't do that. I, say,
3: yeah, I don't have anything that I wouldn't lend out.
1: You have things that you would Well, my lend children. Lend. Your children and parts I'd lend of them yourself. out, too, actually. <laughs>
3: <laughs> parts of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll lend them. Yeah, those. your pancreas. I'll I lend I'll out. Or lend your, those. Dual, your <laughs> Yeah,
1: Jesus. Your, <laughs>
2: Yeah So (laughs) So, Laura
1: I want to ask the next question Even though I don't really have an articulated question in my mind I know that you come up here quite often And you go to Nini's diva parties What is a diva party?
2: I've actually never been to a diva party It's really sad I've been invited but I'm always really busy With the outside institute Uh, That's Um, And so uh, but tomorrow, I am leading a hike in uh, on Elk Creek Farm, which is Nanny's property, and I hope there will be some divas there. I'm pretty sure there will be.
3: But mm-hmm. what, what? What? She has a farm on Elk Creek. It's called Elk Creek Farm. So it's probably on Elk Creek. Yes. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know those guys had a farm.
2: Well, I think that the land that is farmed is farmed by somebody else. But they have huh. they have a lot of acres. Yeah, Are beautiful. they kind of
1: fancy, Nini and
3: um, no, Mary? they're Are completely they?
2: unfancy. They're to very fancy. <laughs>
3: about.
1: They've got Anthony. They're chic, Anthony. but they're not fancy. Right, right. Anthony has right. a way of. Uh, of p- putting a patina on things—that's very fancy—and he lives in fancy places. That's what his he's life. South African is. or something, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, or South something African like that. African.
3: And she's they have
2: in. a really nice farmhouse. He's got um, a beautiful voice. With nice Both lands and a mountain.
3: We should have uh, beautiful. He's got a beautiful voice. Yeah, of course he beautiful does. We should voice.
1: have them on. As a matter of fact, it's a—it's a voice that you would. You know, we have yeah, we should have him on.
3: We
2: should have him on separately, though.
3: Yeah. Oh no, we should never have them together. We never do anybody no. together. It's no. a disaster. We have to be cat. Care- well, no, we no. shouldn't go there. Should we, no. No, no, we shouldn't
1: Um So I want to know Laura. What's what's the next? What's this winter when you're going to go introspective and go into your magical wizard self with the failing light? Um, away from death, but into um, The magic what's it gonna be like for you this winter out in the woods as a naturalist?
2: Well, there's lots to look at in the winter in the woods, so I'll still definitely be going out. I mean, there are fewer hours of daylight, so I'll definitely be spending more hours beside the fire as well. But um, out in the woods, you can snowshoe and look at animal tracks and see where squirrels are plunging down to try and find things they buried. And um, you can learn a lot about bark because yeah. suddenly there sign are no... sign me up for that bark <laughs> stuff there are no leaves on trees bark is really fascinating yeah
1: he's not being sarcastic are you i'm i i have a farm i live out in the woods a lot particularly now as the hunting season begins i live up in the trees i yeah bark is me (laughs) oh are you have you started hunting not yet
3: right but it's coming yeah
1: you're not into that are you
2: no i don't hunt
3: well what do you think of people who do
2: um I don't know. I try to reserve judgment and on a, to a case by case basis. Is that or just at, at all? I mean, I don't. I can't really wrap my mind around people who hunt bear. That really kind of creeps me out. But Jim, um,
1: Steve, ben? I have. But I'll tell you, it's like my experience with uh, hallucinogens. You do it once, and that's all you need to do it. I would think it, there's so. There's something there's something horrifying about shooting a bear. They're they're so close to humans, particularly after you take their skin off. It's like you know your they're uncle like a big your, your uncle Fred after right. after he ate too many bowls of potato chips, just right. lying there. Um,
2: I'm actually pro deer hunting at this point because
1: just to cull the population.
2: Well, you know we have all of this undergrowth that is uh, hay scented fern. These beautiful acres, practically, of f- nothing but fern in the forest. And yeah. um, and then you learn that, oh, there used to be a huge botanical diversity here until the we deer. overran the deer's habitat. And yeah. in turn, they've eaten everything in sight except for the fern. And you realize, like, there's just, there's way too many people. But a corollary to that is there's way too many deer now. And yeah. so the more that you can. Wait,
3: you know, so have you change, always done this?
2: Which part? The and thing Pedantic that you, about hunting? That,
3: no, no, that thing that you do, this, nat, this nat, naturalist. That, like, or oh. is, that, is that something you came to?
2: It's definitely something I came to. I mean, I grew up with parents that were into nature, and we went to Yosemite and Lake Tahoe and things like that, and I was interested in birds and plants as a child. But then I, I went to the East Coast for school and moved to New York City for 20 years and kind of... You did something else there. Maybe, though, yeah.
1: You? you became a communicator. What was that? And a good one. What does that mean? And you made a lot of money. What was that? What was that? <laughs> what was that bit that you were doing um, before you?
2: I was a freelance copywriter, basically.
3: Ah, we're all advertising. It's
1: like yeah, it's I know. We can't escape Everybody that. we have on. thats what
2: creative that. people do to avoid doing art and to make money. Yes.
1: Yeah. I, I yeah. heard
3: about Almost Laura. everybody who comes on is like, well, yeah. Oh, that's right. kind like, what happens. I still do, do, do it. Do you? You still do it? Yeah, I do. Oh, so the Faustian bargain is not complete yet?
2: Well, um. I really would say that I've gone through something of an evolution, and now I'm really happy with the clients that I work with. They're different kinds of clients, and more, and they find more interesting. You. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, after living in New York for a long time, a friend of mine um, had purchased 50 acres in Sullivan County and had an off the grid tree house that he built there. And I came up and visited a bunch of times. Ultimately, that became the featured cabin on the cover of the cabin, cabin porn, porn book, right? And that's how I met Noah.
3: Right. He also shot. No, he didn't even shoot. There's one uh, opposite my house on Townsend Road. And that, yeah. But I don't think he shot the whole book, did he?
2: No, he just shot some select photos.
3: But it seems like he's the one who's, like, associated with it.
2: I think he was the only photographer whose name was used because he shot, like, you know, it wasn't just, like, a random. People submit their cabins for that. And I guess that's their own. Did you have something to do with it? No. uh uh-uh. huh? No. I just know. So Zach Klein, the guy that um, started cabin porn with some other friends, bought my friend Scott's property. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's your
1: theory on why so many of us communicators um, end up in these uh, deeply rural areas?
2: Um, well, I think it's related to what I said before, which is that there's some sort of artist's heart underneath a lot of that. Yeah, but why Marketing do we end up in, out in
3: these in, in these areas? Because artists of
2: seek out-of-the-way places, um, and they also need, you know, if they're not – I don't know about you, but I did, actually didn't make that much money. I think you probably did because you have a lot of land. But I kind of snuck away with think a lot a of clothes. and clothes. Um.
3: Well, you can <laughs> <That's> flog those. <laughs> it's you can flog those make. <laughs> or make – or repurpose them no, into you, something. you
2: really can't. Flags,
3: um, like rain, rainbows, some rainbow flags or something. You must be able to, let me come over. We'll work some in. Okay. Um Noah, sweetheart. Yeah. We got to we got to give him a little shout out. I've I'm trying to get him on the show, but he's a little shy, he's a little trolly. He's a little like the like the troll under the bridge kind of thing.
2: No, he's not at all trolly. Just he get him high. Noah Kalina, he'll come on yeah. the show. Oh, sure. I never
3: got him high. I never get high. Oh, so that's what you have to do.
2: I think so. I uh, know. Sorry. Uh, um,
3: Noah, your drug <laughs> habits. There,
1: the You know, you really, I think, hit a, a nerve. Um, but you hit an appropriate nerve. It didn't hurt. When you said that artists are always looking for inspiration, and, and they are a kind of um, people that go off into their own um, imagination, if you will, to find that inspiration. And, and the wilderness is, is exactly like that. It's a physical corollary to a place in our imaginations that, that we need to wander to because there are unexpected things. And, and when we... When we become good, and we have to if we're professionals in the business, we have to get good at one thing. We get known for that, like your writing and your, f- you know, photography and ability to express and my ability to bullshit.
3: Is that what oh, you can not
1: say? that. Can I say that? No, and
3: you're a host type Bing. person. Oh, oh, my God. I thought be, that was not
1: okay because I have the, so much you you of that on my farm. No,
3: you're going to get the shepherd's yeah, but, crook but around we, your neck. And I,
1: I raise Black Angus, and we have so much bullshit, bullshit. on just our farm. Just forum. keep saying it. Um, And I think that's appropriate. Yeah, all right. Anyway, um, we all have our strengths, and and we all get known for that. That becomes our brand, if you will. But it becomes a one-dimensional farce after a while unless we renew it and break it and and go out and search for something. And we don't get that from each other so much as we get it from forces much bigger than ourselves. And um, the learning that happens when we wander and and hopefully get lost, um, it doesn't come any better or faster than
2: walking out into the woods. It's freaky, isn't it?
3: Yeah, but then there's something else going on. We're all congregating around this thing.
2: And by we all, you mean?
3: I mean, like, so we all say that. We're all like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go out and be like a pilgrim, and I'm going to move off through the woods and do all of that. But then we surround ourselves with, like, other pilgrims, and then suddenly you've got, like, Pilgrim Town, <laughs> which you belong to one, and we belong to one. Because your place is totally turning into like a hipster zone.
2: Well, we're human. We're human, and we like we appreciate. We need community, and
3: we need Uh, people like ourselves around.
2: Well, I mean, you know, after the election, my husband and I realized that we were in the middle of a huge Trump hotspot, and we thought. Maybe we should pick up and leave and move where there are more like-minded people, because there really you know, like aren't that Manhattan.
1: many. Manhattan,
2: <laughs> no, like Hudson Valley definitely has more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're so far west. You know, Sullivan County is like ten out of eleven county for you know poor health in this state. I think Delaware might
3: either be alongside or might the beat Bronx. it else.
2: It's it's Sullivan County than the Bronx, so Delaware is better.
3: Well Sullivan's that poor, huh? Mhm. Wow. I think I can't um, do it anymore.
2: I'm my husband read an article here. that said that I think fifty percent of the population had an Oxycontin prescription.
1: That's kind of endemic through the mountains. Is there a correlation between Wait, where I, Oxycontin?
2: How did I get on that? I,
1: I don't know.
3: know. I, don't know. Yeah, I think you equated it with poor. I think you said Paul I think you means drug-addled.
2: Oh, I was going to say, so we, we <laughs> after the election, we considered leave, leaving the, the area because we felt like maybe we should be somewhere where there were more people like us. But then we realized, no. We need to just put a stake in the ground. And yeah, of course you do. And represent no, we that can't, area. No, we
3: can't all just run to places the, 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 where we get embraced.
1: How tedious is that? But you're not a target, and you aren't You aren't persecuted because you're a liberal Democrat in Trump land. You, you're no, not.
2: but Millennium Pipeline is trying to put a compressor station one and a half miles up the road from us. Yeah. And um, it's really bad news, and it's basically just fracking infrastructure by another name. And... Um, so my husband has had like a second job trying to fight that. Oh,
1: um, that would kind of ruin your.
2: It does make him unpopular butch. with some people.
3: Um, but but th- we, are, th- but, th- we are, th- but we are but we are coagulating in these little zones, aren't we? Like Bavina's one, N- Narrowsburg is definitely one. Sure. You were going to open a restaurant, yeah? Once upon a time, yes. did you open that?
2: No, in Narrowsburg that didn't happen.
3: It nearly happened though, because there was a lot of, because it. I remember seeing some stuff where it was like, oh, it's opening any minute.
2: It was a partnership with somebody else which didn't work out. Oh, it's one of them. Yeah.
3: Right. But it went a long way before it didn't work out, yeah?
2: It theoretically went a long way. I created a nice marketing campaign Yeah, it looked pretty. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: (laughs) Am I opening wounds here?
2: Um, It was painful. I won't deny that. Um,
3: It didn't open with somebody else or whatever? It just didn't open?
2: No, no. But my partner and I parted, and I can't you know it was really difficult
1: was it a gnawing part part parting or was it a quick chop and you lost your arm
2: the latter that's oh. good
1: because the part chip of my chop, shirt went with it too though unfortunately yeah <laughs> it, heals, it heals oh quicker. you lost some of your it, shirt the long horrible anxious goodbyes are just the worst
2: yeah but, so that's a measure of But had maturity. you built
1: it out and stuff? Had you, had
2: you,
3: no. Oh, it hadn't got there.
2: It was a shell. The building was a shell.
3: Oh, so it was all just a marketing ruse. The bit that I saw was all just like hot <laughs> no, air. No,
2: I mean, we really thought it was going to happen. And... Um Anyway, I probably shouldn't talk about it. Well, Although the upside the, the of uh, fish over, and bicycle. I'm,
3: so. I'm trying to exercise it for you. I'm trying to, I'm trying <laughs> to do you a favor. It's right. over at the outside right right exercise. Right but maybe for I me. should bring it back up, <laughs> when you because there might be bits that you haven't worked out yet. But the um, also there's a place there that is something like it's got like a French name and it does that antiques or something. Is that it's you? Is that's that's you? my
2: partner's business. Oh,
3: oh, oh, oh! oh. Right. So it was going to have that kind of vibe. <laughs> the restaurant was going to have that kind of vibe. The restaurant
2: was going to be in that space.
3: Oh, it was going to be in that space. She
2: still has her antiques business. It's still in that space.
3: Right, right, right. That looks pretty. That thing, I mean, kind of pricey and stuff, and kind of not geared geared to people with money. She has money, wonderful yeah.
2: taste. She has a very great eye, and
3: um, but you got to have a big wallet yeah. to go in there and shop, yeah.
2: Um, no, I mean, you know, I ha- I own things from there.
3: Will they trade OxyContin for? Because for, <laughs> I have a good line. Hey, I. She's f-
2: French. She just does chartreuse.
3: I had a friend who got uh, Inez got a uh, I hadn't even seen it before. We came back from her having this kind of extreme dental work done or whatever in a minute. It's a long story, but a good story. But I'm not going to tell it because Thank it's you. about her. Thank you. But she got a uh, hydrocodone prescription. We went into the Rite Aid and they, you know, they shuffle around and someone comes up and they kind of check you out and like, and they, they want and i was like, "What's going well, on? I'm, this I'm is thrilled. also like cloak and dagger I'm in Rite for you, Aid, Julian." Eight little pills. I guess they only give you eight because they're afraid that you're going to have
2: more. My husband just cracked his rib building something as an anniversary present for me, and he got one too.
3: He got a prescription?
2: Yeah, but he threw them out because he knows about those.
1: I hope you didn't Vicodin, throw yeah? them in the, uh, in this in water. the water supply. Is it's Hercocet. No, Vicodin.
2: It's Vicodin? Okay. I don't know. I can't take any of that. It makes me throw up. Uh,
1: me too. I'm, I'm blessed with the I've, – I've just absolutely been wired so that all of those that other any. people get addicted to make me itch. Me too. And, um, <laughs> and I feel the pain of people that are addicted, but for some reason I've been absolved. And I don't know why. Maybe I'm being saved for something greater. It's late in
3: the day, though, eh, for the the great thing? uh,
1: It's late in the day for what? For the
3: great, like, if you've been saved, it's time. No, a big reveal should happen. Actually,
1: Actually, I believe that all of us at any age can can be through a form of redemption remade. (laughs) Yeah. I I think that there, and I think it's necessary. Well, I think children do that. I think dogs do that. I no you're being facetious I, don't have, I, have I mean,
2: one, so I've had to do it by reconnecting with nature
1: oh, that's really hard did you Did you happen into the woods and and find that this spoke to you, or was this a thought where you sat down and planned yourself into the woods?
2: Um, oh no, the woods saved my life. Actually, what happened was I left the city and then I was like, "Oh, shizzle. um." <laughs> a
3: wow, you are very hip-hop, you really are shizzle. I wouldn't have thought that when you walked in
2: <laughs> I realized that wherever you go, there you are Because I'd left the city, but I wasn't instantly, like, calm And having this bucolic life that everyone thought I was having mm. I was still a type A and, like, freaking out about things And so... Going into the woods was what rescued me. And Are you calm now? Literally hugging cheese. I'm calmer, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're
3: not. You're, but you're still type A and everything, yeah? You're just doing this thing for us where you're like... <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: Well, you can't undo yourself entirely, but...
3: There's no, still some shrieking and stuff going on. Like, no, no, shrieking. no, no shrieking. No shrieking? No, there never was well, there, shrieking, shrieking, No, not you're time. not shrieking. I can tell you're not shrieking.
1: What happens when you wake up at 3 in the morning and you've got the million ideas up there? Do you um, go right back to sleep or is that it?
2: I never wake up at three in the morning with a million ideas. You don't.
1: But about four.
2: No. I sleep fine.
1: You fine. sleep all the way through. Yeah. From
2: except for now, Vicodin. because my cat's dying. But yeah, no. Your
1: cat's dying, and that keeps you awake at night because she, it's screaming.
2: She gets up. Night. Don't make light of that. She's like my child. I've had her for twenty years. So. That's right, a right, that's right. an
1: old cat. Yeah. And I think everybody would wish to be reborn as a cat in Laura Silverman's life. This cat probably lived a such a great They do. Life. They come and go like that.
3: They I, look like I was
2: like I said to my husband, "Oh, so we're not going to kill her this week?" He was like, "No, not this week."
3: <laughs> no. Jack, my cat, has these odd things every now and then, like once every few months. Like, like old, too. No, where um, he makes weird noises at night, like that panic stricken weird noise I make, and their eyes are really wide, and he's like freaking out. Something's going on inside him. That's
1: the cat. And we all
3: stand life. and look at him, and we're like, okay, well, so who's going to hit him with a shovel, you know? Uh, and then he kind of staggers to his feet, and he goes over to his bowl and purrs a lot and eats. And he's fine for another six months.
1: Boy, we can learn so much from our animals because you're listening to WIOX Community Radio and Local you, in the Catskill Mountains at 91.3 FM and on MTC Cable Channel 20. And at, this is the important part, WIOXradio.org on the web or any smart device. This is the <laughs> evening tickler. Yes. And Julian yes, Julian's yeah. grabbing his liver. Um, like an old Frenchman.
3: Hi, this is Jeff Centerman, co-host of Catskill Digest on WIOX and executive director of the Catskill Center, a supporter of WIOX. The Catskill Center in Arkville is a nonprofit organization that has been protecting and fostering the environmental, cultural, and economic well-being of the Catskills by providing public open spaces at preserves in Woodstock and Platte Clove, and managing the gateway to the Catskill Park at the Maurice D. Hinchy Catskill Interpretive Center on State Route 28 in Mount Tremper. The Catskill Center, where conservation creates opportunity. Learn more at 845-586-2611 or CatskillCenter.org. WIOX
1: is supported by Boyer Sign Company, traditional sign making using modern technology, serving the Hudson Valley and beyond since 1990 on Route 28 in Phoenicia. More information at 845-688-3079 or boyersigncompany.com.
3: WIOX is supported by Peekamoose Restaurant on Route 28 in Big Indian, featuring farmhouse cuisine prepared with locally grown ingredients and a growing wine and craft
1: beer list. Open for dinner Thursday through Monday at 4 p.m. The Peekamoose Tap Room and Lounge serves food and drink until midnight Friday and Saturday. Reservations and information at
3: Restaurant or 845 254 6500.
2: That's completely um, false. so true. It's like That's why I had four you know, one shops of, and of two restaurants.
1: I have, a, I have a belief that the reason that the uh, Republicans and the Democrats in these rural mountain areas get along so well is that we know that we have to survive ourselves. Um, it's not like the city where, we, where if there's a war, we're going to just automatically kill each other. Up here, ultimately, I think that we have a respect for being human that trumps the politics, even though everybody firmly believes this and that and everybody's in conflict right now. I think under that up here... Stop using Trump as a verb. We have more... (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way you can um,
2: use it. I know, it's really ruined that word, hasn't it? I mean, it wasn't a good word in the first place. I think that we have
1: an ultimate respect for each other, and that will save the day.
3: I don't think that's true. I don't think it's ultimate respect. I think it's a recognition that we are codependent, and so you're not going to... You're not gonna... The
1: respect comes from seeing a Republican that's got a family and kids that go to school and that occasionally come by and ask for a favor, and we occasionally go over and ask for a chainsaw. But that's going to all fall away
2: in a length of an eye at the minute this breakdown of social now how does happened. that work is that happening is that how coming does that work oh, it's coming oh oh, 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 oh okay yeah, let's go yeah, yeah. okay tup, let's go paint do you know the about picture. the insect die-off no let's do it the, paint the, the giant die-off of species yes i do know the that. the fact actually, that water yeah. is going to fail on the west coast and they're all going to come running over here trying to get ours Not it's my water. quickly devolve into my tribal affiliation
3: you're from the west coast you've already started running over here to it's still on fire i
1: mean they can't run because they're, <laughs> uh, they're the toast of the town.
2: All I'm uh, saying is that it's going to break down a, a lot do more think than this just is gonna party happen. lines. So it's
3: coming down the party. Hopefully
2: we'll be dead. But Hey, but me. you
3: know what? That yeah, unites you, actually, what you're just saying. Now. That totally unites you with other people that we've had in the show who are from the absolute mm-hmm. diametric opposite political viewpoint of view. They are also like, here it comes. They think that the city, people from the city, are going to well, have nowhere to go. I'm not
2: preparing for it. That's the difference. I don't have for like it. a you know, basement filled with like rice or whatever. And guns.
1: Okay. I have a
3: And
2: guns.
1: Uh,
3: Do you have a gun? No. You don't sure. have a gun. No, There's no gun in your house. No. Steve has a gun.
1: I have thirty-two.
3: Why does somebody
2: need thirty-two
1: guns? Because I'm a sportsman. I'm a a sportsman. (laughs) What what sport are you achieving with thirty-two guns? I want to talk. I've had many lives. I have had so. I have lived so much, and I've been in different parts of it. And I've collected, and they sit there like objects. All of us have these weird collections, Um, but they have no power. They have no power except for the power inside the shells. Let me bring this up because we've got Laura here laura silverman may i just say that one more time it's two words that say everything you want to know about this person laura silverman um this is the point i also <laughs> I also walk so, in nature
2: my name is not like i don't know like what
3: he's doing. talking about you i don't know what
1: he's talking about a, laura you're a powerful well-known <laughs> you know your name um, does look a little bit like you it does actually kind of sort of yeah. So let me get back to the point. I spent a lot of time out in wilderness, too, on the farm on top of a mountain. And we've noticed something very peculiar this year. And and you just mentioned a few things that bring it to mind, insect die-offs and changes in patterns and habitats. We, for the first time in all of the years we've been farming have a crop of uh sunflowers that haven't been eaten by the birds or drilled by the bugs they left so early the birds we have a crop of raspberries now that are untouched by birds and we have a second crop of summer raspberries i'll be right over it's it is odd it, and it's, it got quiet very early. We've never seen anything like that. Our until.
2: forsythia is blooming right now.
1: It's so odd. Oh, that's a spring thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. No, we're seeing the second bloom. Does it usually have a frost.
2: And our uh, local farmer told me that he just hayed his fields for the fourth time, yeah. unprecedented. Yeah, we're
3: they're so. sick of hay. Are, we don't need more hay.
2: Well,
1: but it's, it's uh, sweet, and it's unusual, and I think it's another harbinger of the uh, of the apocalypse. Of the apocalypse coming, <clears> they're just saddling
3: up, up there, over the, on, the, on the other side of the horizon.
2: It's just it's going to happen gradually until yeah. things are palpably different. No,
3: but there must be a tipping point. There's got to be a, there's got to be a critical mass. The tipping mass.
2: point is here. I mean, I read this article in The Guardian this morning about how all this research that's been done in Germany about the die-off of insects, and I, I, I thought the fact that this is not on the front page of The New York Times is is criminal. I mean,
1: well, that's it's
3: because scary. That's because it's not entertaining enough. The news is, is a freak show.
1: Well, and the other thing is that bugs don't rate... And they've never gotten headlines, except for when Paul Zoll went down to Mount Roraima and came back with the, are you ready, Parapanaris grandis, which is the largest ant in the world, three inches long. The natives down there call it the three-day bite. Ant, because if you get stung by it for three days, you're on your deathbed. That's the only insect story I have ever even. Read that's about. not on no, the front page. That's crazy museum. because they're, front they're front
2: the essential plant pollinators, and no. they're also the you know, the base of the food chain, and so it, it affects the bird populations and every other thing. So,
3: so it is all com- related. Yeah, so it people. is all coming down. So where, do we, where should we go? Right, right here. There's nowhere right. to go. There's nowhere to go. There's
2: nowhere to go. We're right well here, situated here. At in the fact, table.
1: Really? In my 150-quart pe- jars of tomato sauce. No, Kevin Bender gone. said
3: everybody is going to come up from the city. What he's afraid of is
2: That's why you need X your million
3: people coming Get up, and they're like, we need your space now. It won't,
1: it won't help at all. That, and yeah, gun's not going to You work. know, anybody that thinks that they're safe because they have food and they've got a sanctuary and clear lines of fire, they're going to be the first people to be cannibals. We
3: should There's... at least be having a better time, though. That's the other thing. Is like, I'm
1: having a great time. What do you mean better? How could it be better? Look, we're at table, we're talking. No,
3: I don't mean literally right now. I just mean in general. Okay. Well, you know?
2: have the best time that you can have, but that should be a given no matter what's going on. You're here.
3: So you are in the right place. Yeah? You're being in, you like, hey, i love it here.
2: I'm not in Narrowsburg.
3: You know, that's where you eat and shop and
2: do Sullivan all that stuff. Sullivan County. And I hardly ever friends. get there. I do like Narrowsburg, but it's 20 minutes away. Okay, but
3: your place, you feel at home. You're like, I've arrived where I want to be.
2: Yeah. Yeah? hmm
1: And when you have a dinner party... Um, what's your signature dish? What is it that really lights everybody up and they go, Oh my gosh!
2: Uh, I don't really have a signature dish. Oh. I did a series of a dinner series this summer. I did six course dinners. They were all different. I did one that was Mexican. I did the one that was Thai mm. um, but I don't really know what I would be known for. delicious food that. Uses ingredients from local farms. Do you have a commercial? Sometimes stuff from the wild.
3: Is there a commercial aspect to your cooking? I mean, are you doing it to make money?
2: Um, that was for pay, yeah. That was part of the Outside Institute, which is this venture that I launched in this spring um, to help people connect to the outdoors more through guided nature walks and um, workshops and also some dinners. I do a lot of, like, cocktail mixology events and things around and you do that at, County.
3: on your own land or you or you do it in restaurants and stuff all all of the above which restaurants are you done it in? um have you done it in brushland
2: no i've never done it in brushland you're going to
3: brushland after this though yeah
2: yeah i know i know the i know sohail and sarah huh. um
1: that's why when i say laura silverman i need to say more oh right <laughs>
3: am i going to brush out no i think yes. i might go to bull and Gar- have you been to bull and garland no, oh, you should go there as well. What's well, you that? can't go to both this time.
2: What is it?
1: It's a. It's uh, it's another place. It's another part of yeah. the. It's another British part. coming into. Yeah.
3: In Bavina. No, away. no, it's uh, in Hobart.
2: Down the. Hobart.
3: Hobart. Oh. <laughs> Hobart. Hobart. Oh, it's only Hobart if you live in it. We don't. None of us live in it, so it's Hobart too. to everybody else.
2: i not familiar. This is like two hours from where I live.
3: I know. I so. know. We're in the wild. I do country, really
2: like it. Really. It's such a beautiful drive over here, though. Oh, my it gosh. Is. We don't yeah. have where I am. It's very, very wooded. Um, Dark. And yeah, so there's not a lot of like open farmland. I mean, there is, but not right where I live.
3: Yeah, so. we're more old agriculture, aren't we? It is pretty.
2: You're more dairy.
3: I don't really feel connected to it. I've always said that. I'm like, it, for me, it always feels like somewhere where I ended up because I've been here 20 years, 19 years. Um, but I – I'm getting boring because I've said this story before. But I feel like it's a place where I can appreciate how amazing it is, almost like a postcard. Like I wake up in the morning, I'm like, wow, that's kind of amazing. Do you but, go
2: outside and understand what is there?
3: You know what? I just don't feel a visceral attachment to it, culturally or whatever. I just feel – I feel like I can look at it and be like, wow, I'm on an extended holiday. No wonder
2: you're not happy. But
3: I don't feel – who said I wasn't happy? Did what I say that, or am I just? Is that something
1: I'm radiating?
2: You you're being it. judged.
1: You're being judged, and you might be. No, he you, you can either it. defend yourself or just accept the fact that you're not happy. Well, who's ever happy? <laughs> <laughs> That's a ridiculous.
3: That, that makes even me the like so concept the Woody Allen. Even, the con- so the, even the concept of that is absurd. That's another thing that I find completely irritating. Uh-huh. Actually, but you the, have, the idea that our personal happiness is some is some. Kind of overriding prerogative is
2: well, c- completely in, oh, in America. That's
3: two. Life, <laughs> That's two of those. It, uh, what are you Julian, doing in America? Life, because, liberty, you know, and the pursuit you know, of life happens. is a funny series of accidents, isn't it? You don't get to no, forge not, your own it's destiny. It's not mm. that simple. You don't. You get to. It's a series <laughs> just of just a will of the it's, wisp. Not, are you? I'm not a will of the wisp. No, I'm like. Uh, I, but I've been channeled places by decisions that I made. But you can't. You can't just turn those well, decisions those aren't around. Accidents, of course you can. No, you really? can't. I've got two children and an ex-wife, two ex-wives. Oh. And st- oh no, 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 no! You can't violin. just do
1: the violin well, thing now. Violin. No, no. But I do believe in that, that thing—the pursuit you're of personal an happiness. Tourist through this. Oh, I'm going to Do you believe you're an accidental tourist on this journey? Of yeah,
3: life? of course. Everybody's an
1: accidental, an accidental tourist. And so, it. what? What do you make out of this journey? Do you make it, or is it just a series of roadside holes? No, look,
3: it's amazing. There's all kinds of amazing stuff. But the idea that uh, you settled into a place where. I don't know. There's all kinds of amazing stuff. That doesn't, I'm not saying like I should be somewhere else where I'd be infinitely happier. Although I have reached an age, I think where mm-hmm. where a lot of things, a lot visceral connections to places that I rejected but I fundamentally come from now have a resonance that they've never had before in my life.
1: Fundamentally, that's an old song.
2: What about Venice, Italy?
3: I've got I've got a place in Venice. I know you do. Yeah. Well, I don't feel I, I don't feel a visceral connection to that. I feel. Well, it's an amazing place. I love that place so every time you go back, you're like, this even exists? I mean, it's extraordinary. And I've got friends there and everything. But I know that after um, three or four weeks in Venice, you start to go crazy.
1: So let me ask you to this. Do you think that any of your pursuits, whether you are the captain of your fate and choosing where you're going or whether you fall off the road and find yourself in the woods lost and figure it out, do you think – are you ready for this? I don't know if I am. Do you think that either one of those paths is worth a hill of bean, beans unless there is a huge amount of risk there to drive, motivate, and keep your eyes open?
2: Oh,
3: I don't, you go you answer that one.
2: What? Are you saying life is not worth anything unless you're taking risks? I'm not saying that. I'm just wondering whether – that
1: is a necessary nutrient for whatever we choose yes. to keep the edge on. and I mean, that's what happens when you go out into the woods. If you're aware, there is
2: – maybe risk isn't the right I word. I think pushing through fear is essential, Yeah, which maybe it's the same thing as, maybe it as is. taking a risk. Yeah. Similar I th- anyway. I yeah. think that's a,
1: a, a color of, of risk is taking a necessary – but there's danger. And um, – Help me here with the idea that any pursuit that we get involved with in any situation where we're out of our comfort zone, there is that sense of danger and risk where we could lose the familiar, we could lose what it is that is safe, and, and we could be put into a situation where we are terrified. I've always believed that that is an absolutely necessary place to be. You Otherwise, don't. there's no learning. But you don't do that anymore. Oh, I try farming. Oh, no, try no, no. Tra- farming with big animals, and I mean, if there was an economic element to this, that would be even more. Accessible. Yeah, but there isn't. So it, there's not. Right. No. But all the same, I so empathy. Right. For <laughs> farmers that, that really do have to Oh make right, a right, right, right. So it. you you're taking empathetic risks. Um, but when you have a goal and you have an idea, and you put it into a natural system, it's. Bound to be a little bit different than what you thought it was and uh, when you get into the game that difference is something that's terrifying I've failed I'm going to lose everything um, how can I learn from this I mean th- there's the whole process of
2: the farmers I know are have this, they're just incredibly sanguine I mean because right. they've been through so many ups and downs and they yeah. realize a lesson that a lot of people take a lifetime to never learn which is that you're not in control
1: yeah yeah, And the the lack of control in any part of life, I think, is an absolutely necessary, not lesson, but way of being.
3: Well, the constant urge to try and gain control over things that you can't gain control over is is a definition of, of, of neurosis and anxiety. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do, don't we? Or some people Isn't do. Isn't
2: that part of the um, Alcoholics Anonymous creed?
3: I guess so. It's certainly the age of anxiety concept or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it 's a definition of neurosis because it by definition can 't be controlled, so your feeble efforts to put uh, lids or, or over holes or whatever is
2: right it 's like spending time worrying which does nothing for nobody
3: you know i took a I took a risk recently and i got to say that uh, like a you know like a really simple risk like a financial risk <clears throat> Having come out of a situation where I previously had money and then had much less money and worry about having much less money or whatever, but to take a chunk of what you got left, which I thought about for a while and I was like, you know, I don't really want to do that. I've still got kids. I've got like, I need to be sure about what I'm doing here and all that kind of stuff. But take a chunk of what you got left and commit it. I got to say, on the other side of doing it, even though you're going to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and freak out, it was liberating. It was liberating to actually do it because all of a sudden, instead of you being kind of at the starting gate, like putting on your clothes and then wondering what clothes you should be wearing, is it going to be cold or what you are going to do or should I be doing this at all, you've started running. And then you're like, oh, you know what, I've got to get into a rhythm here or whatever. And the difference between worrying about starting, even though you've thrown that all in and you've taken the risk, you're like, oh, you know what, I have a little bit of momentum here. This is actually, I'm sleeping better on the back side of doing the thing that I was most afraid to do.
1: It's exhilarating. The, the it's just momentum is what test, it is. The push that happens which turns everything on. Well, it just and gives you momentum. You become human. I mean, if, if we are, in, in being humans, uh, problem solvers, and we yearn for those which most people don't get in their lives, which is the great discontent of the 21st century, that is it, where you put everything, and, and you... To your point you risked a lot yeah and it was just capital but all the same it was stored energy yeah but it's capital
3: life. it's capital that is supposed to be going somewhere else or and whatever
1: and you put it on the line and you and you're spinning the face a bit but
3: it's inherently
2: um, optimistic to move forward yeah yeah,
3: yeah. that's yeah church. yeah but it's not even in a bit the thing is you you don't you're not even compelled to put it into that kind of cerebral form it just happens you're just like oh you know what this is better even though you're still going to wake up and be like, what did I just do? Uh, it does feel better because stasis or whatever that is, that, that's whatever that state of not being able to move forward is crippling. Yeah, It's horrifying. I mean, it's, it's horrifying. I have yeah.
2: friends that are, have been stuck in that place for years now. Oh, though. God, me too. It's very painful to see.
3: Well, these communities and some people who move up to these communities or whatever, these are places that get sticky.
2: Really? Everybody I know is very busy doing stuff.
1: Yeah, all right. Who's, who's, who do
3: we I mean, know that's stuck? I mean, maybe
2: people that are, like, quote-unquote retiring, but I don't know anybody that's doing that.
3: No, I have had I have quite a few people I know who have moved up here, who moved into these communities, who had ideas for being productive artists or being productive, and that kind of didn't really work out, and then money started to fall away, and then they started to have to work on a crew, maybe, and do some sheetrocking or whatever, who feel stuck. Hmm. You don't have any of those? All yours are successful?
2: Well, I mean, I don't know about successful, but they're working at something, you know, and able to support themselves. So, yeah. Um, no one's rich. Yeah. Or well, a some few of them, people a few of them be, are but, rich, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Hmm. 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 Well, I guess we have some of those. Most, most of them still have a connection to the you know. Seems like that's still the uh, wellspring of where the money yeah. comes from.
2: Yeah, I mean, for sure.
3: Yeah. I mean, anybody who really cuts it off.
2: My, I mean, my income still comes from the city.
3: Yeah, I don't have any income.
2: Well, I'm younger than you are, I think, a little bit.
3: I don't know what we are. Should we should we find out? This I'm going to be
2: 55 this year.
1: This is where the dinner conversation comes <laughs> <and lies. laughs> People are pushing their peas around the plate, <laughs> wondering, wondering uh, what their next bite will I have no shame about the do. age that I am. Well, I'm 66, and I have no shame. I'm, uh, I'm... Swinging at it pretty hard. That's right, and uh, and enjoying it. I I don't believe that um, if any of us um, get into a position where our finances stop us from what it is that we're capable of doing, are worthy of this gift of, of life. Um, taking a vow of poverty, okay, and and just seeing what you can do with. The least amount that you have, you've, is never, you've never done that, Steve. Uh, that's just a fantasy. No, no, I, I am living a vow of poverty. Right no, you know,
3: you no. That's By
1: every measure, I am the working poor. That's so okay. Ridiculous. It's not what I have in the bank, but oh my, my God. the labor, you're like, you're the like, labor that <laughs> I do and what I get from it qualifies me as the working poor. And and it Ooh, has that's... changed my politics. It's changed my empathy for what it is when you go into your labor. No, saying, but you're so insulated. See, uh, well, what
3: does that mean? Well, because, because, because the financial – you can't class yourself well, as a working Well, so if poor. he
2: reframed it to just say that, you know, the work that he's doing now has given him a window into what it must really be like for others who are doing that as their sole source of income. That Thank you, suffice. Laura.
3: Laura's my new bestie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll, buy that. I'll buy that in a kind of cerebral way, but nonetheless – we all know that it's slightly different. For sure. To uh, to to be a tourist in that kind just of Just having
2: the money in the bank gives you a kind of security. That those a people kind of will security,
3: like a complete security. Not even a kind of security. No, no, knowing no. at the end just of the day, just a
2: kind of security. Actually, because money in the bank is not s- complete security by any means. Yeah,
3: but we've come to believe it has because over. I our, haven't. Yeah, but over our years, we haven't lost huge amounts, of, like it hasn't gone upside down. It's just we think that it might do in the future. But we find it very. Re- we all find it very reassuring to have th- some money in the bank. Yeah, of
1: course. Uh, I've been rich and I've been poor. It's better to be rich. I think you've, told, you've,
3: got, you've done that line of me before. Um,
1: so this is the deal. In the eight years that Christy and I have been building this farm, starting with nothing in terms of knowledge, I think that if the money went out of the bank and the two of us were left with having to pay our taxes and the electric bill, that we could do it. I mean, I'd work a little bit harder, but we've learned enough about what it is to – Feed ourselves to keep ourselves warm, and um, and to produce a little bit of income.
2: We we could actually do that, and I'm quite. How about the year of, where all the crops fail and something happens and kills all your cattle? Well, then I rely upon my friends and neighbors, right?
1: And um, and we would get through as a group. I, it, one of the amazing things about the Or you'd have to sell years. your farm. Like I think that's, we'd that's be Or we'd have to or you'd sell you'd the leads
2: to frackers. I mean, that's the reality for these
1: mm. people. Yeah, you yeah. do what we had today. Yeah. But I could live in a hollow log and drink muddy water. No, anymore. you couldn't. You so food. couldn't. Look at all your fetish. As long, long, as, as, long, as, as, long as, as the two of you as long as, your Winston,
3: as, <laughs> as long as your Winston fishing rods <laughs> were safe. And, uh, and and you're 33. You're gun and and your 33 guns. <laughs> good God! You're still and you're wine to my cellar. Table. <laughs> you're still invited <laughs> to my table
1: to drink dirty water. That was good. That was,
3: was a was good. I, but I liked you playing at being, you know, like
2: poor. The, yeah, the peasant.
3: <laughs> That's fun. You could do that once a week for an hour in the radio station.
1: Um, <laughs> so, I, we need to get a absolute. Do you know any really poor people, Laura, that we could have on the show?
2: To get a a, a poor person's perspective?
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is getting worse. I don't don't
2: think anyone would want to come in under that guise.
1: (laughs) You could advertise in county shopper, maybe. (laughs) You mean poor person needed? I'm I'm selling my card table for five cents. If you're qualified, (laughs) please come to my radio show because you're poor. Yeah, no, I don't think you want to do that. No. Well, if you don't, I don't because we're in this together.
3: Yeah, I mean, the truth is, of course, the radio show thus far has focused largely on largely on a on on one demographic, of
1: on course. people like us
3: who would come who because the, because the premise of it, like sitting around the table, uh, mm-hmm. where the people who we would sit around the table with?
2: Well, I I see people from different walks of life coming to the outside institute interested in nature. I think it's a very unifying thing. Is it? it is. A lot of people are interested in it.
3: Is it a place? No. Oh, it's not a structure. Mm. It's a internet thing that you can sign up. You can come it and be a part. Happens out
2: of. in the real world.
3: Where's that? That's where's that? You mean out in the woods and stuff? Yeah. But it's events and so it's something like you say we're going to go and do this thing and then people come up and mm-hmm. up participate in it. Yeah.
1: What's coming up? What what are, what events do we have to look forward to?
2: Um, well, I'm doing this walk on Elk Creek Farm tomorrow in this area, and um, I'm doing a mixology workshop in the city on November 2nd, and I'm doing a couple of other nature walks. Um, I really don't put things up more than about a month in advance because I'm just kind of figuring it out depending on what the weather's doing and what I feel like doing, but I have a website the dot org and it has a calendar of events and people can go on and check it out
3: is the mixology thing is that like making what do you call those things Sh- shrub shrub uh, is it like that kind of I thing? i do
2: a lot of plant-based things and i use a lot of things that i grow in my garden so and, it's
3: not just like making a great gin and tonic or whatever it's
2: no i mean it might be if i was making my own tonic syrup oh so it has hmm. to
3: be woven into whatever it is andrea does some of that stuff do you know andrea gentle i do she does a bit of that shrubby kind of... She's big on that.
2: Yeah, we intersect on a lot of stuff.
3: Has she shot stuff for you, with you, around
2: you? She there? shot portraits of me and my partner for Vision Bicycle.
3: That That's a...
2: That was the restaurant that I was going to... Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. To which I want to give no more airtime. How <laughs> <laughs> soon we forget, <laughs> She's, uh, she's, she's a, a very gifted photographer. I love which, everything that she does.
3: She's a very old friend of mine.
2: Yeah.
1: So if you could wish the wish, the good wish, on all of us people that have left life to be in real life. What, what would those wishes be?
2: Uh, I wish that everyone would understand that they have a deep innate connection to the natural world and that, they have, that there's joy and responsibility in that and they should be taking advantage of both.
1: That's a lovely wish. Now if you were to curse the world, what would your curse be? It will be long, wouldn't it? There's a if lot you, to curse about. Yeah, If you were to throw a thunderbolt at the world.
2: Right? I, w- I, I have no desire to do that. But oh, come on.
1: There's I mean, so like many things that irritate you. There's so many things that irritate
2: you. It would definitely involve a four-letter word that I can't say <laughs> anyhow. So,
3: or A lot of them. But no, you think that everything's going wrong, yeah? You're not optimistic, are you? Um, you were saying like the ants are all going to die and everything's going to we like well, stuff's about stuff is about to hit the fan, yeah.
2: Whatever is going to happen is what's meant to be. Mm, yeah, but it's not it's
3: very, not going to be fun, it's is very it? Very Persian
1: of you.
2: I don't know.
3: So you can only be optimistic by saying the only way of that I'm
2: no that, Cassandra.
3: No, but that idea of being optimistic is just to say well, quesarasera que or whatever, but but it still looks like nasty and boiling. I never blood.
2: said I was. Who said I was optimistic?
3: What? I was, you nearly did? Did I? Well, you, st- you seem to be shying away from the idea that you're pessimistic.
2: I'm neither. I just am. And I uh, think uh, uh, we all have a responsibility to just be in the now and doing well, what we can about it.
3: Is, are you allowed to give an answer like that? It, it just being like so you, neither one thing or the other?
1: Well, I thought it was a little Pollyannish. Yeah,
3: it seems a little in there, yeah. But I, I'm not sure you can exist on the fence like that. That sounds a little bit like here a here I am.
2: Out. Look at me. I know, I but it's this.
3: not. You know, I don't think you're allowed to turn a cop out into a, into a valid. Um, Who are you to be making state? the
1: rules? <laughs> well said. Um, yeah. So this is this is where we're at right now. Dinner dinner has been wonderful. We've uh, we've had. I'm a few still hungry. Starving. Conversations. And uh, and we've learned a lot about the Outside Institute and, and particularly this. As the light fades and the world that, that we knew this summer and spring, it was full of noise and life and, and movement starts to become still, that the wonders will increase because we will go into ourselves and find in, in ourselves things that we, we never, ever thought possible in the stillness and in what other might call the gloom. Of our inner selves and you will find that if you can't find it yourself you'll find that at the Outside Institute and um, and you will thank the Evening Tickler for helping you guide yourself to two magic words, Laura Silverman
3: Are you going to be able to do this this time?
0: I'm going to try <laughs> Our <infant> might <laughs> went all over- ahead Seemed dark as night. It witnessed many a deed and vow. We must not change its color now. Then raise the sun.